Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treasy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. And I'm Young Weezy. And we're the Kind of Movie Critics uh, here missing Chandler. We're missing Chandler, so instead we picked up his co-host from the Act 3 podcast, Mr. Stephen Wall. What's up, Stephen? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to uh, guest on this episode. Yeah, man, we're we're excited to have you. I'm testing out a little theory here. I think there are, our our episodes may be a little bit better with you and without him. Okay, and then, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and it was, I'm just joking, man. Just in case, just in case he hears this, I don't want him to feel bad. I know he's a sensitive guy. We we miss you, Chandler, uh, and we do wish that uh, we we could have had him on this episode because I think uh, the the comic relief between you two is pretty good. Right. Uh, while we're on the Act Three podcast, go ahead and. Uh, Kind of, you know, t- tell our listeners who are also movie fans what the Act 3 podcast is and where they can find it. Uh, the Act 3 podcast is a podcast about all things film, television, pop culture. We break our topics down into three acts each and every week, just like a movie. You can check us out on act3podcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all those services. There it is, man. Good good elevator pitch there. Uh, just one day I'm going to get to say just like a movie. Like, I want to say it one time. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because Treasy got to say it, and I want to say it, and Chandler gets to say it. I want to say it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Next, next time I'm uh, next time I'm up there, I want to I want to say it in French. So I got to brush up on French. Okay. So that way I can say however they say it in French. You know, just like a movie. You know, I've done an Italian accent, which was probably not the best thing to do, but (laughs) yeah, just like a movie. So like a French accent or the words? No, no. I I want to say the words in French and throw the whole vibe off. Just like a movie, however you say it. I, did, I never took French, so I don't even know how to even, like, act like it. You know, like, even with Spanish, I could be like, something, something, de película, or however you say película. Wow. I can't, oh, even, I, yeah, I, I can't even fake it in French. I, didn't even, I know we. Your impressions are, are still just legendarily bad. Yeah. Like, they're no, so awful. No, they're good. I have a whole credo about, like, m- my impressions, and I know you don't jive well with it, but my definition of an impression is if you know if you know where it came from, it was a good impression, right? Sure. That's right. So that if I sense. say, like, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. But is that an impression, or are you just doing a line? You're well, just you doing know a line where- reading. Don't well, go down no, this road, Stephen. Don't no. go down this road. I don't want to talk about cocaine. Cut it out. The thing don't, is, you know where it came from, so it was a good impression. No, it wasn't. No, it, it's, it's awful. A, this is an epic conversation. This is a this is an epic argument circa 2010 of me and Corey. Okay. Uh, him, him considering my impressions bad, but me saying, but you know where it came from, so it must be Got a good it. impression. Yeah. So uh, anyway, man, uh, th- today we happen to be recording when the uh, Golden Globe nominations came out. I know we, we're, we're not really going to stay here too long, but uh, was there anything that stuck out or did not stick out to you guys on this Golden Globe nominations list? No nomination for Delroy. That's That was the big one for me. You said no nomination for who? For Delroy Lindo for The Five Bloods. That was the, yeah. I mean, that's been a lot. I mean, the talk is that he's one of the front runners for Best Actor and not see him get snubbed makes me think oh is he out of is he out of the game now has right. he been pushed out who 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 came out for best actor because I, I didn't catch uh, it oh i have to bring up the list here um yeah, i don't have a hand that's okay you can do that yeah yeah I, yeah I, I yeah i didn't even think about it but you're absolutely right him not being there um i did see that they had chadwick for uh ma rainey Yep. Um, Give that man his flowers. Yeah, there was, there was, when I was looking at the list, there was, oh, I was, I was, I know there was a lot of talk about 
and, and maybe we'll see it in Oscar buzz. There was a lot of talk about Judas and the Black Messiah uh, hitting on, uh, you know, p- potentially being like, uh, I don't know if people were saying like best film or whatever the case may be. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I did see Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Kaluuya for, uh, I guess, best supporting actor. I, I, did I see that yeah. correctly? For yeah, I think that Lakeith is the lead in that movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I mean, right. I, I didn't even I didn't even think about Delroy, but you're absolutely just right. from the trailer. Daniel looks like he's he looked like he killed it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he. And I mean, we believe in Daniel, like we do. But as a, a moment of transparency, I remember when first hearing about this film and seeing that uh, Daniel Kaluuya was attached to Fred Hampton, I was extremely skeptical. Just because of, just because of the size alone, um, you know, Fred Hampton was a was a was a was a bigger fella. You know what I mean? He he presented, you know, very he had a presence to him. And and Kaluuya to me doesn't really have that same presence. But when I watched the trailer, whatever, however they did the photography, and however they uh they came, you know, they approached the character, it it felt authentic to me. Uh, I had a different concern. We, you can probably guess what my concern is. Um, oh, contrary actor. to, yeah, contrary to how I felt about Kingsley playing Malcolm X, we haven't had a depiction of Fred Hampton before. So, right. again, there are African American actors who can play our historical figures. We don't always have to like reach across the pond. And that doesn't mean I don't believe in Daniel or that he is or isn't black enough. It's not about that. It's just right. we should have those opportunities. It's it's our history. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you there. I was uh I didn't see Mank, but I was shocked to see that it had so many noms. Did anybody here see Mank? Yeah, uh, I gave, I gave Mank, up. It, it was, it's hard, right? Anytime there's a movie about writing, this always a struggle to like make that a compelling a compelling subject matter. Right. Um so, you know, Mank had a lot of talk before it was released and then um you know, we we covered it on on our podcast, and to me, it 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 didn't really do anything for me. I didn't think Gary Oldman was particularly good in it, mm-hmm. and I thought the movie was kind of a slog. And I mean, here Oldman is nominated for best actor in motion picture, and it's like leading leading off with the number of nominations. Is crazy. Right. That to me is crazy. That's crazy. Right? But I also I also didn't like Roma when Roma like was big oh, like two years ago. Trip. Roma was amazing. Roma was amazing. No, thank you. Really? Even if it makes See. you feel any better, I, like remember I told you that I watch movies in Spanish. Like mm-hmm. I have not watched Roma yet, and oh, y'all wow. can okay. judge your mother. See <laughs> your faces. I, I so judged. I judged. I judged that less than seeing it and not liking it. Like I'm definitely judging Stephen more here. <laughs> I, I tried, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so Martin, I, I, oh, oh, I said I couldn't get down with Meg. Just I mentioned it on one episode. Like I have a hard time with old Hollywood. Um, yeah, it's, it's are. very, you know, I, I'm just not of that generation. It, it's hard to watch. It's hard right. to, I, I can't get into it no matter, you know, certain directors. I thought Fincher would be the director that could get me to do it. Right. I had, I gave right. up like 20 minutes in. Yeah. Fincher's your guy. It was sound like yeah. Martin. It sounded like you said you gave up too, didn't you? On Mank? Yeah. I, I didn't even finish it for real. I mean, I wanted to, I just... It's kind of a difficult movie to get through, and, and and it's not like I can't watch black and white movies because I watched a lot of them. It's just mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of like there's a lot of references and a lot of like inside baseball stuff that you would only know if you like really studied um the like the the creation of Hollywood and 
like some film class stuff that I probably forgot by now. Right. right. If you're a Citizen Kane fanboy, maybe Mank yeah. does it for you. But right. I mean, yeah. it's, Gary Oldman is like bedridden for a lot of that movie, so it's like you know, I it's you know it's like a one guy in a bed the whole time. Except, yeah, right. you know. <laughs> right. Well, well, I mean, that's kind of the point of movies like that, right? Is like the, in, the whole insider baseball sort of, you know, you know how the sausage is made. Isn't that kind of like the appeal for movies like that? They kind of swing around that were, you know, that were uh, what do they call them? Like cult classics, right? Like, I guess, but I think there are, there are movies that have done that better, like um, Trumbo, what is uh, a movie that to me was very similar to make. Yeah. They're both about screenwriters, but. Trumbo just seemed like a much more compelling movie. I was more invested in the characters. I think Cranston is better in that movie than Oldman is in Mank. Um, mm. So I, you know, it, for me, it just it, it it didn't do it for me. Right? Did you did you ever see uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, Capote? Yes. Yes. Did you did y'all did you like Capote? I liked Infamous better. Yeah, I think Infamous mm. is the the superior film. Um, to, it's weird that that's what uh, Hoffman wins his Oscar for. Right. Um, because I think there are movies that he's better in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He was but, nominated for Doubt, but th- he didn't win, right? I don't believe so. I don't think so, yeah. I really liked uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. I thought he should have got something yeah, for that. That was good. And, and and then I feel like since it was Sidney Pollack's last film. S- Sidney Pollack, right? That was Sidney Pollack, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think, uh, wait, right. Was it or Lumet? One of them. Yeah, Sydney Lumet, not Pollock. Yeah. There you go. Sydney, since it was Sydney Lumet's last film, I felt like they, they that should have got something. But uh, thank you for correcting me there because I knew it was wrong, but I just couldn't think of Sydney's last name. But they both passed away, Sydney Lumet and Sydney Pollock. I mean, uh, to to be honest, this whole year kind of feels like the, like, it feels like a wash. It kind of feels like the NBA season where they had the bubble, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, you won a championship, but like, People don't care as much, even right. though this you feels did like the it, one yeah. where there will be like an asterisk next to the person's name who won. We're like, yeah, they won, but like it doesn't yeah. really count. Well, it's I like, was gonna. Nobody's watching all these movies. And... I, That's I why gonna... we should just go ahead and give it to Chadwick. <laughs> That's a fact. I'm not mad at that. It's I... go ahead. It was funny you say that because my my segue to how I feel about the Golden Globes was exactly that. Like, I'm I looked at the best television series nominees, and I was like, yeah, they were okay, but. Like, they weren't, none of them to me, I haven't seen The Crown, but none of them were, like, amazing to me. And then in the limited series, they, they had the audacity to nominate The Undoing. Like, yeah, no, I, that was bad. Yeah, I was, was like, bad. when I saw that, I was like, oh, come on, guys. And, like, yeah, Ozark Ozark is cool, but the best best drama? Nah, it, ain't that, it, ain't, it ain't that cool. Yeah. So... I agree. I, I found myself, and I can't think of any right off the bat, but when I was looking at the list, there were some things that had come out earlier this year that I found myself like, oh, wow, that was this year? Like, you know, I kind of forgot that they came out. So, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I felt like the list was weird in that way. Um, yeah, it's weird because I think a lot of shows, a lot of studios, they push their, like, big shows back. Mm-hmm. And if they would have just dropped them, they would they could, they could have easily, like, cleaned up the Golden Globes and the Emmys or whatever. Right. Because it was so, so little competition. Right, right. I am watching, I'm watching, I'm looking at this list. Andre Day got nominated for a Best Actress Golden Globe. And and for which one? For which? For the United States versus Billie Holiday. Oh, I I never, I never saw that. I didn't even know that. I didn't see it either, but like. Yeah, I didn't even know that came out. Like, so that, Minari, um, um. A Nomadland. I I didn't even realize those those you know, 
Yeah, Nomadland, right? That had that's been in like festivals and maybe like limited release, but I think it's supposed to go wide before like the actual award season really kicks off. Got it, got it. See that that's I I don't I'm not the guy that knows like all the parameters and stuff for the awards. So whenever movies that haven't actually hit the that haven't hit the mainstream are, are are it's always weird to me because I'm like, damn, that it hasn't even come out yet. What the fuck? Like how how many people saw it to vote on this? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, what were you about to say, Lizzie? Lizzie put up the "I'm shocked." Cardiac Never mind. I'm, I'm looking at. They have different categories for best motion picture. So. Got it. Categories. 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 Yeah. I do. You Cat-tacles. know what? You, you're so good with words. I was going to let that slide because I thought that was a, a rendition of a word that I had no clue about. Let me just so, tell you that I would never let it slide for you. So hold me accountable, friend. I appreciate that. I shall. <laughs> I shall. Uh, enough about Golden Globes, though. I think it's uh, probably time to go ahead and start chopping down the tree of uh, the little things. Um, the 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 Warner Brothers. This was this is a Warner Brothers film, right? Yeah. Because yeah, because uh, it, Warner, right. It, go, it goes to that. Yeah, the the time, yeah. the day and date release on HBO Max. There you go, man. So uh, the latest. Warner Brothers release on HBO Max. This is not the first because we had Wonder Woman. That's Warner Brothers too, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so, I, so I'm out here. I just didn't want to misquote a bunch of stuff here. But uh, The Little Things, the latest release from Warner Brothers that came on to HBO Max uh, parallel with, I guess, limited theater screenings? How does that work? Like, they just put it in a few theaters. I mean, it, no, I mean, it opened in the theaters that are open, right? Uh, okay. So if, you know, if you're open and you're exhibiting stuff, like, it's there. And I think like open number one at the box office was something like $4 million, you know, something ridiculous, right? Oh, the bar um, so low. Yeah, I know. I know. It's Why nuts. would even, because for the price of one ticket, you can get HBO for like a month, right? Right. And that's, uh, then that's yeah. the, that's the debate, right? Like, is this, yeah. if you would watch this movie in a theater where, you know, you can't be distracted by your phone or your dog barking, maybe, maybe it's a better movie. Um, yeah. you know, then if you're watching at your house and you hear like a car drive by and you get distracted, that's the, right. that's, that's the, the constant debate. Right. Right. So Denzel, Jared Leto and Rami Malik, correct? Three Academy Award Malik. winners. Is Malik? It oh, is Malik. It's Malik. Oh, okay. Good. Gotcha. I, I heard your little shade with the Leto. It's fine. No, what, what do you mean? Shade, shade with the little house. We had an argument about pronouncing it little. Or, you oh, you're so petty. I wouldn't even th- see that shows me how petty you are because I wasn't even thinking no, about that. No, because you were like Jared Leto. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Because I was questioning myself because, like, we, we just had the whole Shea Wiggum and Shea Wiggum. So, yeah. you know, I know Leto is like a thing in question, but. Uh, you know, I felt like it's little, but I could have been wrong. So it it was less shade. It was not shade to you. It was me being careful. But I gotta stop I, thinking that you're guilty clever, conscious. Fine. Can yeah, I ask yeah. y'all something about Rami Malek? Let's go. I want to know: Do y'all really believe him as like a young, hotshot, intelligent cop that makes good decisions and has a wife and a kid and loves his family? Like in this performance, <laughs> do y'all believe him at all? Hey, Martin came out the gate. Martin, Martin said, we're... Martin's like, I'm not going to wait Martin, till y'all ask Martin. me. I have something to say. So, Martin, uh, to piggyback on that, I'm I'm going to say for about half a second I did based on, do you remember the first scene in the movie where he was getting his car towed and they were, he was, they, he was being smart. Yeah. I think they did a good job of making him look like like an L.A. Like, you know, he was the L.A. detective and Denzel was like the country dude. Right. Like, I think in that moment, yes, it was like this nice dressed kind of 
arrogant sounding, you know, L.A. cop in that scene. Yes. And then it just unraveled for the next um, hour and 20 minutes. minutes. The quality, I believe, is the obsessive cop. Right. Like Uh that's that's the thing that I believe is the guy who would completely lose himself trying to figure something out and be completely obsessive. The family man. I mean, when I saw the family man scenes, I thought he did very, very well. But I don't think of Rami Malek. I don't that's family man's not the quality that I think of right off the rip, but I, I think he stretched himself a little bit more than I've ever seen him personally. And this is me having never seen the Freddie Mercury movie, which I can never remember the name of. Um, but I, I've never seen it. So in terms of him stretching his wings, I haven't seen much of it. And it's this called is called Bohemian the, Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. And the funny part is before you got on, uh, Stephen actually, Stephen and Martin actually let me know what it was called, and and I still didn't remember. Can't it. do it. it can't keep terrible. it. Can't keep it in the brain cells. Huh? Yeah, it's 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 very forgettable that name I, for me. I think the movie's interesting because I I felt like every scene he was in, it I felt like they filmed it in a weird or they filmed it in one order and then they rearranged it in the edit because there were scenes that felt like he was like this this hard edge detective. And then there were other scenes. He was like this sensitive family man. I think they just, I think they just got it out of order. Like well, it, it didn't. It, so go ahead. Yeah, I, it just I, I don't know. Wrong. I don't know if it's a screenplay problem or if if the fault is is Malik's right because yeah. when you when they first introduce him, he come he comes in like an asshole, right? And exactly, he's at odds with Denzel. And at this point, like I'm not really sure what the movie is about yet. So I, I think you know maybe maybe this guy is the killer. Like maybe Jared Leto is a red herring. Right, and maybe 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 that's what this movie is. That's what I thought um, too. And mm. I think I think that Malik is a little miscast because he just has he has such a weird face, and you yeah. don't buy him as like a normal guy, right? Like, you know, they they've written this character that is like, yeah, maybe okay, maybe he comes off as an asshole for the first twenty minutes, right? But then when you see his family. Okay, we but we buy him. It's like, all right, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He, he's in this high pressure job, but he's really a good guy. And I never, I never a hundred percent buy it. Mm. Like that's what, that's what I was trying to say. It's like when they they shifted his tone too quickly, and right. you couldn't buy it. Right, and, know, I, and so. I I think it's probably a fault of both. Right, it's this the screenplay shifting the tone very quickly from hotshot asshole to hey nice guy cop who's just obsessed with this case and has a family. But also, Malik's not selling it. Uh, let's go back to his face. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's got an interesting one, huh? Yeah. Um, he he used to not look the way he looks now, and I I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. If you did see it, help me help me out. Did he lose a bunch of weight to play Freddie Mercury? Uh, okay, so in Bohemian Rhapsody, he has prosthetic teeth, right? Um, and his he he almost has like a full mouth prosthesis where his his jaw and his teeth are very large. He didn't lose like a ton. He's very thin. Um, he looks like how he does kind of in that first season of Mr. Robot. Um, but, I mean, he's just, he's just an unusual looking guy. And I think that that works for villain roles, for mysterious characters, like, you know, those first couple seasons of Mr. Robot. Um, but for this where, you know, this movie is asking me to empathize with this guy who, you know, just, is is very unsettling to look at. Yes, I mean, and he and he look, you know, he can't help that. But I right. I think that he's I think that he's miscast. I think this is poor casting. Well, he's the face of a character actor. I right. just I just thought that. So I I googled because I remember the, my first introduction to Rami Malek was watching him in um, the Sweet Blood of Jesus, 
You killed it in me. I hate that movie. <laughs> that movie is. I hate. I love that movie. I hate, hate, yeah, hate that's, it's that worth movie. working. It's uh, listen. It's worth watching just because Snoop is trying to. Yeah. Talk I was gonna say that's play the, a straight that's, woman. <laughs> that's even that's even more we- weird than Rami's face to me is is Snoop being completely that that character. But go ahead. My though. girlfriend used to date a guy named Tucson. Like that's one of my favorite things in the world. But um, Rami Malek plays the professor's butler. And he yeah. looks hella normal. And I remember looking at him going, oh, he's kind of cute. So I Googled him after I watched the movie. And he was cute. And somewhere in the middle, I like the term you use, Stephen, his face became unsettling. And yeah. he has the face of a character actor. I don't, I mean, he ain't pulling off like romantic lead anytime soon. So See, that's crazy to me that you say that. Because to me, that's that's half my problem with, with Rami is that. I look at him and it's always Mr. It's the same Mr. Robot face. It seems like the same Mr. Robot makeup. Like he just looks like Mr. Robot and every it just he doesn't change anything. So it's hard for me to grasp him in any character because every character looks like the last character to me. It's like even even the sweet blooded Jesus to me, he looked Mr. Robot in a butler suit. You know what I mean? Like what was his name? Shinasaw or something I, like that. I don't know, man. <laughs> that that movie's very vague to me. I just remember laughing like half nuts. of it. That movie is Spike was wild for that movie. I'm not gonna hold you, but I know it's like a. a it's if a you've never rendition. seen it, Stephen, pull that up on yeah. Amazon. I'm, I'm reading the Wikipedia synopsis right now, and the fact that Spike Lee did a horror movie, like I'm very intrigued. No, um, but now reading, but I'm, I'm reading it's the so plot. Bad. It's like this seems crazy. Yeah, well, it's Snoop, a rendi- Snoop is. Do you know who Snoop is? You watch The Wire, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Felicia Pearson. So we know that she is uh, masculine presenting. Right. And he got her looking all kind of crazy, trying to stretch her range. And it is the funniest thing. And then he just, he wanted to do like lesbian sex scenes. Like Snoop was just like, all the things I want to do that are ridiculous is crowdsourced. So I'm just going to do it. Right. Pretty bad. Yeah, it's 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 not one of Spike's better moments, but he kind of had like a, a whole string of movies in that time with that. And then what's the one that I I probably like my worst? The one uh, Red Hook Red Summer. Hook Summer. That's probably like <gasps> the one I hate the most. Of Spike's. No. Um, and, and, and Even that, that's above this. <laughs> yo, you like the, you like Jesus Red Hook bad. Summer better no, than Sweet Blood. No, I do Blood not like Red Hook Summer. I just like it better than the Sweet Blood. Of oh no, nah, you tripping? You tripping? Red Hook? You couldn't pay me to watch Red Hook Summer again. <laughs> I'm talking about you couldn't. I mean, you could, you could, you could pay me to watch it again. You could try. I'm about you could to try, say, bro. You can pay me <laughs> to watch anything at this point. Yeah. But um, but okay. So, but going back to Rami, guys, do y'all feel like I, I've heard Miss Cass used twice here? But then I've also heard the argument that like it because of it, the how Rami presents, it was very misleading of whether or not he was the villain do you guys feel like that that was done intentionally this sort of because th- this the whole this movie huh. thrives on ambiguity you know what i mean it completely thrives i, I, thrives I on don't ambiguity. think it's done intentionally you okay. know i think i think that i think that once you get into it once you're about 45 minutes in you realize like oh this isn't really th- this movie is about something totally different yeah. uh than what i expected i expected a pretty straightforward thriller procedural of we're gonna find this killer and that's mm-hmm. not what this movie's about right and once you once you reconcile with that, I think you enjoy it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the oh God for probably the first first forty five minutes, like what is what is this movie doing? Where is it going? Like Denzel and Rami like have like this weird like tension between them, and I don't know. It, once I, I, I just, settled with that, I I enjoyed it much more. 
I just didn't know that you could solve murders like freelance. Like, I just thought... <laughs> right, like, Denzel has <laughs> infinite vacation days. Like, yo, I was like, yo... Vacation days. <laughs> yo, that was gangster. Yo, he works for a whole other police department. Right. You know, yeah. or a sheriff's department. Like, yo, are they just... You just on loan? Like, yeah. I just... I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know. Yeah, that, that is... I mean, I guess there's no... I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of laws against it, but... But uh, I mean, it's plausible, right? Like, you know, he he has access to to this department. He's been in this department. He knows how to. He, you know, it's kind of like a private detective. I mean, in a sense, you know, he's kind of working like a. It private does detective. happen, but I, I'll, I'll they send him this. to do all the illegal stuff. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say Fact. this: this this movie is like makes the biggest case for like LAPD being the worst police department in the entire country. Oh Damn. man, how so? It's it's so like. It's so anti-BLM, like, just the idea that we could just, like, murder a white girl and then you get to keep your job as a police officer, or you could just murder a suspect, or you could just bring a random person onto your investigation and, like, you're cool with the coroner. Like, it's very much like like the conspiracy, I'm not, like, like Quan McDonald and, and different people where there would be a conspiracy or a cop would just murder somebody and then be cool with it, and everybody would, would be, all right, it's like... This was the eighties, Mark. And, and I, yeah, think, it I think 90s, fair, it was yeah. the eighties. I think it's really interesting that <laughs> if it's not if it's not Denzel in this movie, if it's if yeah. it's two white leads as right. the cops, I think this movie ends up saying something very different. Mm, um, yeah. But because it's Denzel in one of those spots, then then it doesn't bring any of that connotation into it. That energy. Right. So the funny part that's is, a good point. that's a very good point. And I, and that actually trumps what I was going to say, which is um, I felt like I, when, when I sat back and thought about the casting of this, I felt like it was written for a white man and Denzel, you know, Denzel just, you know, got the role, made the role and made it what it is. But your, your point actually trumps that to me. Um, it's, that's a, that's a better, there's, there's, you know, I want to ask a question to the group, too, is why was this movie set in the 90s? Like, I was watching this going, you know, this probably cost millions more to make sure that they were driving an 89, you know, Crown Victoria throughout the whole damn movie. And, like, it felt like the setting served no purpose. So I think that it's set in the 90s, so nobody has a camera phone. Yes, I was going to say, I, I feel, well, that's an even better point. I was going to say, I feel like that you do it now. There's so many like true crime podcasts and things like that, that it's easy to sort of weave that into the narrative and like, you know, all this information should be accessible or whatever the case may be. But if you take it out, if you take it before that, like mm-hmm. Lizzie said, you know, there's no phone, there's, there's no technology and it's sort of, uh, you know, I can see how this would be a lot more haunting in the 90s before information was sort of working on the interwebs in that in, way you know what i mean in 1990 yeah. i believe they get away with this Absolutely. Yeah, like, that's and right. literally yeah. like 10 years later they don't well i think um, i think mm. probably most most of these kind of serial killers do get away don't they I no, mean, no 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 i'm talking about no, the, the cops, get cops away. Yeah. right the, the cops have cell phones yeah. they can tell where they are well the, the opening scene right i got pissed these these characters are really stupid they're like Yo, the dumbest. Why does she get out of the why car? She, don't get out of the car. <laughs> why does she, she drive? She, what are you she doing? Gets out, she gets out of the car. Like, I can, you pull into the gas station, right? You immediately see there's no lights on in there, and you keep freaking driving. She jumps out of the car, leaves her keys in the car, and wow. then is banging on doors. 
Before the guy pulls up, she clearly sees that nobody's in there. She doesn't try to get back into her running car. She takes off behind the building. And I'm like, yo. See, and the thing is, to, to, to the point about technology, had she had a cell phone, she could have called 911 while she was driving. Right. That's a fact. We have to have a reason why she's why she's doing what she's doing, why she can't alert the police that like, hey, I'm right here and someone's following me. Her cell phone's pinging off towers. We know where she is. Um, if if this movie is set now, when he's on the roof, people are taking pictures of him with their phones. Like, right. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? People right. see him and there's no plausible deniability. Like, we have you, you're up here. That's a um, Dang, yeah, so like on, but... it's set there to like make up for how stupid these characters are. So, dang, yeah. you're not giving yeah. her no. I mean, I've never been chased, you know, by a raging madman in the desert, you know, via vehicle. I gave her a lot of latitude, man. I mean, I, you know, I getting out of the car, leaving the keys, and I, I don't know. I, did, I don't know. I'm, no. I'm making no. my screw face at that. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. No, uh, no. It so was you the first me- thing, first thing I said when I was watching the movie. I felt like you know when you go see horror movies and kids be yelling at the screen and shit right. like. That's, that's how, how I felt. I was like, I was like, why'd you get out of the fucking car? Like, Damn, y'all act like y'all cool as a cucumber under like intense. <laughs> I'm not saying pressures. that. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that I have sense enough to know that if I ride by a gas station, there's no cars outside of the gas station. The freaking lights are not on. I'm right. not stopping there, and I'm definitely not getting out of my car. I might have driven through and then come because he was behind her, so I might have pulled up and been like, oh shit, the lights are off, and kept going. Right. But there's no way in hell that I'm st- if I, am I out of gas? No. Well, then I'm gonna keep on freaking driving. Like I had no intentions of stopping there in the first place. Let me just keep going to where I'm going. Yeah, it was it right. was that opening sequence. I was just like, I'm mad at this already. It's dumb. Right. Yeah, wow. I can only see getting out of the car if you stop somewhere that was clearly populated. That would be right. the, like you know like a, a diner that clearly has thirty people inside of it. Correct. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he, you know that yeah, I'll, you're gonna have to run me off the road. That's what Hell you know. Yeah, that's, you are. yeah, that's what you're gonna have to do. I'm not getting. But out you're of not my car. gonna do that because you can't be. See, a serial killer is not gonna run you off the road because if yeah. he damages his own car, then he's stuck out there too. So that's even why it's even dumber that she got out of the car. The other, can I? Can we keep going with stupid decisions these characters yeah, make? Yeah, let's please? let's do it, man. You're passionate about this. <sighs> Jared Leto and Rami. He's like, pull the gun on him. Tell him to freeze, interlace your fingers, all the things. Yeah. Walks up to him, does not cuff him. What? (laughs) (laughs) That was weird. That was weird. Aren't you supposed to cuff them? I mean, Corey, you know this from your time you spent working with Um, peace officers. Wouldn't you cuff him and then search him? I think you can really only cuff if you actually are going to place under arrest. Um, he didn't have no right to pull the damn gun on him and it's 1990 ain't nobody gonna know i will admit (laughs) i will admit um i was a little surprised at him pulling the gun because from a very just black and white perspective a human being walked up to another human being and said hello like that's kind of what happened in the scene and he was scared but like you're so scared that you pull your gun but you don't cuff him yes and then mm. your dumb ass doesn't cuff him and gets in the car with him and drives away. Like yeah, in a car the, that you don't know that he doesn't have a gun to shoot you in the damn head. The whole scene is very it. sloppy. Um, I don't think he should have I don't think he should have pulled the gun on him. I don't think he should have detained him. I don't think he should have got in the car. And it was very sloppy. And I feel like this movie presented him to be a good police officer. 
And a lot of the tonal shifts for his character were so sudden that it, it just felt off. That was a very off-putting moment for me because I was like, you look like a shitty police officer now. And, You're and making we, Martin's I, case, by the way. Yeah, yeah exactly. and then it's like, and then you you segue towards the end of the film, which, you know, adds to, you know, more of why he's kind of a shitty police officer. Well, so, so that's crazy. I, I don't think I ever really got the, sh- I, I never really got that he was like a good police officer. I, I just got the vibe that he was like obsessive, right? Like, right, he's, he's, no, they he's basically said he hard. was a hot shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there's a low bar for that <laughs> for that for that precinct. That, I mean, maybe there's something to all of these like you know cops need to be retrained uh, sort of things, man. Because it, it, you know, he, yeah, yeah, that was that was all those cases that just you know when he got in that car with them, man. I I, I couldn't understand that for the life of me. Like you, you know what you I ever kept see thinking? white like black people write like just letters. And you know what it means? Yeah, 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 yeah. Across yeah. my forehead, was like, I know you motherfucking lying. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're yeah. not getting that car. <laughs> have you got? Have you guys ever seen The Vanishing? No. Yeah, but I don't know. remember it. Okay, so the there's two versions of The Vanishing. There's a German version, and then there's an American. I think it's German. There's a German version, and then there's an American version. The American version is watered down. You gotta watch the. I'm gonna say German, but it could be like a, a you know, like. Oh wait, Dutch I guess that's like that. the one with uh Bridges and he buries the guy. Jesus, give away the whole movie, why don't you? That's the American version. Um but the, the <laughs> this so, movie so, came out in like 1992. That's a fact. <laughs> but 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 it might it, it's a good one to go because okay, so this movie had a lot of mashup qualities of other very like tense thrillers that I really like. And so when he got in the car, to me that was kind of like uh that was kind of like a rip from the vanishing because there's a moment that happens um, towards the, you know, in the third act of that film where a guy gets into a car with uh, who he suspects is a killer Um, or, you know, or or, or a gentleman who has the answers to a a question that is burning inside of this guy. It's very haunting. He just has to know. And the guy doesn't have to hurt him. He does everything to hurt himself. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that, and that's Mm -hmm. the vibe that I got from this. If if you guys haven't seen the vanishing, please go back. It's a, it's a, it's a very unsettling film and it's about a a, a man and his, you know, a husband and a wife that basically go on, uh, you know, holiday together and, and, she goes inside of a convenience store and never comes back out. He loses mm-hmm. her and, and she goes missing and he basically ends up becoming obsessive and trying to figure out what happened to his wife. Obviously I think as you know, any good husband would. Um, and it just leads him down a very dark path, but that's the vibe that I got from this. When he got in that car, I was like, dude, haven't you fucking seen the vanishing? Um, but, and, and so, yeah. That's that. But for me, I did not remember that the movie, Sandra Bullock was in this movie. The movie to me didn't sell that he was obsessed. It didn't sell why he was obsessed. It, it, I, I almost didn't. I just didn't understand why he got in the car. I, I, it, it hadn't sold that level of obsession yet for me. I, I was agree. like, I was like, whoa, this is you're really turning up the volume here, guy. Like, yeah, uh, and. Right. And, you know, it didn't justify it. Like, I think, like, like movies like Seven justify why you want to go on the trip with the serial killer. You know, like, they yeah. sell you why you should go on. Well, obviously, he was arrested, so they, they're, they, they have a plan. This just felt, it didn't feel right. I was like, why are you doing this? And it was sloppy. Right. Uh, it seems like you have a very good idea. Like the screenwriter, both John Lee Hancock both wrote and directed this. And it seems like he had a really good idea for a final set piece. 
He just mm. didn't know how, he didn't know how to get there. How to get there? And it That's seems a good point. and it seems like it was sloppy sloppy writing. And this this movie's been kicking around for a long time. Like he writes this thing in '93 for Steven Spielberg, who passes right, and then it's just been <laughs> kicking around. Yeah, yeah, it's been kicking around in Hollywood ever since. Until you know, now John Lee Hancock has had success. He's done like The Blind Side. He's like an accomplished director. So, okay, well I have this thing that I wrote. I'll just do it myself. Right. Um. And, you know, sometimes when it's something that you've written, you're too close to it, right? Maybe an- maybe if another director would have said, you know, some of the connective tissue here just doesn't work. We we need something else because I don't buy that Rami Malek gets in the car with this guy. Yeah. Be- because yeah, that, too, was hard. that was a hard sell. I think they sold Denzel's, not necessarily his obsession with the killer, but they sold what can happen. His motive. Yeah, like – why he would go down this road of obsession because he he went too far with obsession in the past like i felt like denzel's character was pretty tight if anything i would have believed denzel would have gotten the car before rammy like i i i was like you know and so i i felt like they just i felt like they did a really good job with denzel i mean you know i use that loosely but at the same time, I think I think they skipped on Rami. Like he just the, the writers and the the editors, they just said we only got room for one, well, and Denzel's well, the bigger star. Let me ask you so. this because they they seem to try to draw a lot of parallels between uh, uh, Deke's character and yeah. uh, Jim Baxter, Rami's character, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they both had he you know he had two daughters, you know, married. You know, there's a lot of parallels that were being drawn. So, um, you, do do we think that like watching uh, watching Rami's character is sort of like a peek behind the curtains of what Deke's character was sort of, you know, in the midst and sort of like the climax of this case that he's working. It That sounds great on paper. I think that that's what, I think that's what a hundred percent they wanted to do. Uh-huh. I just think they failed. I don't, I just think they got, they, it was very sloppily hand, handled. So, I, I agree. I think you're, you're seeing a portrait of a man before and the same man after he goes too far. Yeah. And to me, I buy that. Right. Like I, I, I buy that because because and they wrap that up well with the ending. You know, that that gives me the understanding as to why, uh, you know, Denzel did what he did and, and, you know, why he sent that red beret to him, beret to him, however you pronounce it. Beret. Um, beret. Cool. So. So to me, it sells it in that way. See, okay, clearly I'm, I'm clearly I'm the demographic that John Lee Hancock was thinking of, right? You like this movie? <laughs> well, no, it's, I, I it's truly not enjoyed that. this movie. All right, give me, you give me a, out of ten. You are literally the only person I've seen. I truly enjoyed this. Wait, movie. Where are you out of ten on this? Um, I, I, w- I would say like six and a half, seven, six and a half, seven. Wow. No okay. Yeah, okay. Intended with a seven. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for like, I, I, I love. I love the ideology of trying to find, you know, serial killers. Like, I, I, I just get invested in it, regardless of how stupid the decisions are. You know, it's the journey for me because every case is different, you know, and, and it is the little things. Like, that, that's the other part they sold me on, too. I got connected to this film because of all the small connections that were happening. Uh, you know, the, the things that they didn't hold, you know, the frame longer on things that they didn't go back to things that fell out of place that they never addressed to me that was the science and that was sort of the beauty of this film is that it took things that other films would have spent a lot of time sort of dissecting and would have been larger points of 
uh, evidence and just glazed over them, you know. Uh, and, 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 and to me, I thought that's what made it unique, you know. It just feels outdated to me after, like, True Detective, after Seven, after a lot of, like, these detective movies that kind of, I mean, maybe because his script was written in, like, 93 or whatever, but. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I'm cool on the film, and that's, I saw it because I'm already an HBO Max subscriber and I have to go anywhere. <laughs> if I had to drag myself out of the house and pay $10 to see this movie, I think I would be, you know, all the way out. I agree. If I would have saw this in theaters, I probably wouldn't. But I don't know, because maybe the tone of it, would, you know, being in a dark theater, big screen, maybe I would have been enveloped more even so in the tone of it. But mm-hmm. I, I, I lean with you. I think if I would have paid to see this, I probably would have, that six and a half might have, you know, regressed a little to a 5.75 or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I might have given it some fractional, some fractional shares. Um, um so I'm the only one that enjoyed everybody else is lukewarm to to negative on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Holy I think shit. you are the only one who's lukewarm. A 6 is definitely still very lukewarm. <laughs> That's lukewarm. I don't know, yeah. man. If somebody rated something I did a 6 and a half, 7, I'd be kind of excited. I, you know, knowing that like it's 3 away from 10, you know what I mean? And in, in the words of Kevin Samuels, that's average. <laughs> that is I thrive in averagicity, you know what I mean? <laughs> averagicity. <laughs> I just I just feel like if they had handled I can't say it. Rami, Rami. I, I, I get that all. Get it right. Get it Sorry. right, man. It's Sorry, Rami. Rami. Sorry, Rami. Um, if they had just handled his character better, uh, and I don't know. I, I don't. It, it felt like there were scenes that were acted poorly. There are scenes that are edited poorly. There are scenes that are written poorly. And it all goes to him. And I, can't, I, I, I just felt like he was, he's the weakest link in this whole situation. So, I have a question. Okay. Yeah. What if we switch... Leto and Rami. Yes, yes. I was thinking this also. Really? Acting wise, act, no you mean characters? Characters. characters. Mm-hmm. Right. You have Leto play the the cop and Rami Malik play the the suspect. Yeah. Whoa. I think I think it works much better. I, I, Leto was good. Ooh, I'm not taking Leto anything was, away from his performance, but he's always good. <laughs> so like, right. I've never Leto seen is, him Leto not is be nominated good. for Golden Globe for this. I mean, he was excellent. Yeah. He deserves. Yeah. Oh damn! Oh damn! He, well, he won't that good. I don't think he's that. I good. mean, he's. I mean, he's I better. He he's been better before. But he, I mean, he's yeah. he's good in this. Well, he does like one movie every five years, so yeah. it's it's you know. Yeah, well, you know, um, that's a very that's very interesting. I don't think I like it as much. Okay, let, let's be clear. I think I think Leto definitely would have sold the detective better jim the jim baxter first of all rami doesn't even look like a jim baxter let's just start there i'm sorry but um i think i i think jared does sell jim baxter character a little bit better but then i think i don't like the charisma of the bad guy or of the antagonist of uh sparma what kind of fucking name is sparma too what, what, what is sparma man what's up with these know. names man? Like, it sounds like Never mind. Sperma, right? That's all I kept thinking was sperma. Is he raping these women? Sperma. Anyway, that was bad. What's the edit point? Oh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I think I buy the detective better, but I don't. But I think then I I have a problem with the antagonist. That's my take on it. I'm I'm just switch. saying that purely on like ability. I just think that Leto's a better actor than Rami Malek. Well, that's a fact. Well, I think Rami just you just need to take him completely out of it. I think I think. You know, if we switch Rami completely with somebody else who just who do we switch him with? I, I don't know, man. Who do we I, put I, there? 
Ethan Hawke, man. Put Ethan Hawke. I said the same thing. Shia Wingman. You said the same thing? I I said Ethan Hawke. That was who I said. I was like, I believe him as the guy that I believe. We already believe Ethan Hawke as the guy that like wants to do a good job and looks up to Denzel. So why not bring them back together like training day? Exactly. Like training day. Nice Mm. little callback. We see him in a different setting. I, I buy him as uh, as obsessive. I buy him as the guy that totally crosses the line. I buy him as the family man. I buy him as all of that, man. Yeah, Rami was just a poor choice, man. But I think you know, obviously on the up on the upswing of uh, Bohemian of Rhapsody, his, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, to be able to say, you know, three Academy Award winners, you know, top billing in the film is, you know, I'm guaranteed all their money went to the budget. You know, most of the budget went to. Uh, 19, 1990 looking cars and the cast, the three top build. Um, but uh, anyway, they were all man. three on that thumbnail too. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you pay for that kind of uh, you know, interior, you better show that motherfucker off. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you looking yeah. at it. <laughs> and that's how I, went. I was like, and Jared Leto, and Jared Leto. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really it. care about Rami. They could have kept him, but so when I when, guess because. That's not really fair on my part because I didn't watch Bohemian Rhapsody to be impressed with Rami, but yeah, I definitely I'm, I'm, ain't impressed now. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know, maybe he rides the line of character, you know, character, you know, pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just as like a average person, man, I just can't, I can't dig it. I can't dig it with that guy. Um, all right. So where do we go from here, man? Uh, when, when, when Leto comes into the picture, I autumn, like I damn near got out of my seat and was just, you know, through the, the football touchdown hands up because, uh, I just love seeing that guy on screen, man. You never know what you're going to get with him. And even though, you know, he was pretty prominent in the trailer, uh, he doesn't show up to like an hour into the movie, which Uh to me was amazing. I, I, I love when that happens. You know, I like it better when we don't know you're in the movie and then that happens like kind of how, uh, Nolan did with uh, Damon, uh, uh, Fat. I mean Matt Damon, not Fat Damon. Matt Damon and uh, <laughs> in Interstellar, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh shit, Matt Damon's in this. Um, I, so I like it better that way, and I think Leto's absolutely the guy that you could do that with. Pull up mm-hmm. like an hour and a half into the film, and you're like, oh shit, the Joker. You know, that's what um, you think when you see Jared Leto. You think the Joker? No, I think I like the Joker. I, I don't, oh, man. man. Hey, I don't, dude. man. I, I, I think, think Requiem Club. for a Dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, a, yeah. I think a requiem. Uh, requiem yeah, that's for a good. Okay. So as the as the girl who was twelve when my so called life came out, he is forever and always Jordan Catalano. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Who do you, so? Who do you think, Stephen? When you? I mean, I think Fight Club mostly. Fight Club, um, yeah. Really? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I think I think, I think man, his take on the Joker is like so. Utter- First of all, for you to follow Heath Ledger, like he uh, Heath Ledger killed as the Joker, but. Uh, hold on, I got a take, and then like he's terrible as the Joker. I don't know. Like, no, he's not. I, I don't think <laughs> oh, he was terrible. I don't think he's terrible. I, I, he's just not what you're used to seeing. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I think, think he's. he's I think he's the like. I think that I say those are awful. All the the Batman v Superman Justice League stuff is awful, and I think like he's like the worst part in it. And like maybe he was edited out of that movie to death, but I don't know. His parts of the movie are just like are the we- worst. Are we talking about wow. Suicide Squad? I don't remember him being in the other ones. Yeah, I just. Oh yeah, so Suicide, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Suicide. Yeah, Suicide <laughs> Squad. Right. But yeah, he's. Yeah. yeah, it. Oh man, but, like the trailer for Suicide Squad, I I was legit hyped. Like, oh, this is an this is different from from Ledger. Right. I'm I'm down. I think he's like he's compelling. And then, you know, they give the he has nothing to work with. He's not even with 
most of the main cast of that movie for the movie's runtime. Right. It was, it was very disappointing. Well, so I'm not going to blame that on him. him. Yeah, no, your no, problems, sure, your problems yeah. with the story. Yeah, man, you, you got to give him credit, man. I think anybody who, who tries to come behind Ledger um, to fulfill Joker has, you know, they have some big shoes to fill, man. I mean, the guy literally, you know, died, you know what I'm saying, embodying this character. Sure. And so uh, I think there's big shoes to fill. I, I think it's interesting, though, they did interview, uh, when inter- uh, Denzel was doing press for this movie, they did ask him, like, so did Jared Leto, like, did he, like, send you guys weird stuff, like, to mess with you? Right. And, okay. like, Denzel, like, no, that wouldn't happen. He would have gotten spoken to. We're not, yeah. we're not we're, no one's sending us dead pigs. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I think that Denzel would have walked yeah. up on him and smacked the shit out of him is what I think would happen. And I yeah. think that Jared knows it, and he was like, let me not try yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. I'm not the big man on this set. Like, let me not. Right. Let right. me not. Dang. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah. So you so you think he throws you think he throws away all his little his little antics and just shows up on time. I, I mean, and... I think I think people know like what Jared Leto is about these days. So, all right, look, I'm going to be a weird guy in my personal life and like maybe I've started a cult or whatever, you know. All right, you do that in your own time. But Wait, you know, what? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like people that like Jared Leto like maybe started a cult. That's a thing that's out there. Um, nice. yeah. That's news to me. <laughs> yeah, you, you do some reading on Jared Leto. He's of. You tell guy. me that about Corey Feldman, yeah. like I believe you, but like. <laughs> Corey Feldman. No, I see that completely about Leto. I don't see him as like a regular. I definitely see him more as the character that he played in this film in real life, like just very awkward and goes to strip clubs at wild hours of the night <laughs> and eats roast beef sandwiches, like just <laughs> randomly drinking milk out of cartons. I, I definitely see him as this guy. More so, probably than any other character that than than I've ever than I've seen him in. I have a question. What um what like portion of his performance was the most unnerving to you? Because like he was unnerving to watch. His walk, he's like the most man. interesting part of this movie to me. Like what what particular scene had you going like oh? Yeah, I mean it's just his whole thing. Like he's got he's got a weird like his his body in general is very weird. Like his eyes yes. are very sunken. Walks his funny. face looks like... very gaunt. He. But but he also has like a gut, which is like yes! very odd. It's like there's like everything about this guy is off, and it's yeah. you know disturbing in a very different way than I find like Rami Malek to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. To to me, the walk was like the the yeah, he's thing the about weird it. weird walk. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I don't know, guys. I'm gonna be honest, man. This performance didn't really. You didn't really like get the fuck out of here, Core. Are you man, serious? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It 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 was solid. It it's it's obviously a guy who knows how to act. Um, I just the movie wasn't that good. I you know like it just it, it he's played unsettling before, you know, and this felt like that. It felt like I've seen this in some strange way out of Jared Leto before. And I think that he finds new and interesting ways to play unsettling. Like he's unsettling in Blade I, Runner, but right. it's not the same character. Right. It felt like the exact same thing I've seen in Blade Runner. And it, it really did. Like it, it, it's starting to feel like you're, you're going to be a one trick pony if you keep this up. And I, I'm not no, listening bro. to shit else. Yeah, yeah. You're I, think, no. I think I have to. I think I have to. <laughs> no, this one. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I don't know. Like the movie just wasn't that good, man. And, and he's unsettling. But he, like I said, if he's he's done that before, and, and it just didn't impress me. So, I mean, I think the I'm movie sorry, might guys. have been better if he had had more screen time. You know, he's uh-huh. he's you know in the movie for what, maybe 30 minutes of a uh, almost two hour movie, and I think he's the most uh-huh. compelling part of it. Um, you know, I, 
whenever he's on screen, I'm I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And whenever it's Denzel and Rami Malek sitting in a car, like getting coffee, doing stakeouts, like I don't really like Denzel's charming, but like I don't really care. You know what yeah. I felt? What I felt that I I'm, I'm trying to think of any other films of this genre, uh, where it was cops and robbers, basically. You know, cops versus the bad guys. I felt I I I feared for the safety of them two anytime they were in the presence of him. Sure. Yes. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I think and, I think that whole that whole third act has like a ton of tension to it. Yes. And 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 you know, if you take him out of it, I don't think that. In, you know, I don't know. There's probably a handful of characters uh, that could probably give me that feeling where I feel like even though physically it seems like he is and, you know, he is at a handicap to them uh, just, you know, from the way he walks like they're in some grave danger when they're in his presence. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, you expect to hit someone's head to blow off for whatever reason, something that he's booby trapped, you know, like the whole time. That, that Denzel was in his house, I was like, oh, shit, man. We about to watch Denzel die halfway through this fucking film, man. Like, <laughs> I, See, I, I, I was... thought when he got it, when Rami Malek got in the car, he was going to stab him. Mm, yeah, okay, so you thought it was going to come like that. Mm-hmm. I thought so... he was going to pull him off to the side of the road and stab him and kill him and, yeah. like, get away with it. Um, I, uh, who, yeah. Do you think he did it? Like. Do you think that he was the killer? What do you, yeah, where are we at I mean, on that's, that? That's the big question, right? That's the big question. That's the big question. The little things did fucking Albert Sparma kill these young women uh, and, and, and get away with it. Me personally, I think yes. I say yes, you know? I mean, but everything's circumstantial. I guess that's the way to put it. So, like, he has a car, but it's not the car we saw. Like, right. And and you see, you see, the person we assume is the killer in the very first scene, who doesn't walk with a limp. Right. Uh, the glimpse that we get of him doesn't like really look like Jared Leto. He looks clean. He, he looks clean. clean. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. I I think I have to lean no. Um. Everything the movie tells us. Makes me think this is just a weirdo guy who like wants attention, who's obsessed with crime. Like he's got the police scanners, he's got the clippings. We know he's already confessed to a crime before that he couldn't have possibly committed. Like he just likes fucking with people, and that's like that's his whole deal. Like if he's really the killer, he's probably not going to get in the car with an armed cop, right? But like I'm just going to fuck with this guy. Well, I mean, I'm, I think you do if you think that you you know. All right, so. When these when they profile these killer types, right? You know, mm-hmm. I'll, you know I'm sure you, Stephen. You seem like you watch a lot of true crime stuff. I yeah, know I watch I watch a fair amount. I, I don't know where Corey and Martin where you sit on when, on this subject, but it seems like all of these guys always feel like they have a level of intelligence that's more than the people that are chasing them, right? So that fits the profile to me. Is that you know this guy, he he has an arrogance to him because he feels like you know. I, I'm I'm getting away with this. I, I'm smarter than you guys. That fits the profile to me. Talk to me, Lee. Guys who behave head. that way typically like that they're doing things to interact with the police the whole time. They don't get away with it and like be off on their own and have outsmarted everybody and then for years and then all of a sudden try to get do things to put to mess with cops. They don't do that. They mm. mess with cops the whole time. Mm, okay. So good point. That, I don't know. I kind of am leaning towards no. To Martin's point, though, I think that we see, like, Denzel's on the right track. He found somebody. You know how cops say we like this person? He found someone he liked. 
Right. And he tried to make the evidence fit the person he liked instead of continuing to follow leads. And cops do that all the time. And to Martin's point, like, that's, that's, it's super realistic in that way. Like, they don't keep looking. They're like, I like you. So we're going to figure out how to make it you. And that's exactly what they were doing. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, all right, let's get down to the evidence then. Because, okay. uh, because that's, that's what, that's how this kind of case gets made, right? The, the, we have to, we can't go on hunches. And clearly that is what Denzel did is that he, he grabbed onto a, to, to a hunch, uh, that was built upon evidence, these, all these small circumstantial things. And like Lizzie said, you know, he just carried on with his hunch. But what are the hardcore facts that, or are there any hardcore facts that put him in the drive? I mean, he just, he lives in the neighborhood. Okay, he lives you know, in the neighborhood. He lives in the neighborhood. Um, the he, works beef at sandwiches. The, he works at the repair shop. Like that's, he had, he had opportunity, but, I don't think there's anything that like connects him to this. Okay, like, anything well, hard. So to me, to me, the I, I don't know if you guys saw the there was there was Bush beer in her refrigerator, mm-hmm. and it's this I know, and this is a very very long shot, but it was the same brand of Bush beer that that Denzel saw in his refrigerator. And in addition to that, the milk they you know they were talking about the milk being the only thing that was still sort of fresh in, in the refrigerator of the lady. The first, you know, the the the, the case that got him onto the scent, um, when Denzel, you know, when he emptied out his trash can, you know, there was the milk. It wasn't yeah, but the same was, brand. But there was, a, I thought they were two different brands of milk, though. It's it seemed like one was definitely a carton, one was like the plastic thing, but it was milk. <laughs> Who doesn't that, have milk when, in their when fridge? I'm, when I'm saying this out loud, I, I see how stupid I sound. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, like. he drinks the same beer as someone else. Beer. Like He had the beer. He had the milk. I know. <laughs> the I'm beer. putting my finger in the camera. And then, too, when in the hallway, you see the girl looking up at him, but it that it tainted the evidence. She saw him coming yeah. in, so she was like, it must be him. Um, and we can never know who she actually saw. Yeah. So did I she think, see anyone? She knew someone was chasing. Well, she saw him in the car in the dark, but like, could she see, have interp- made out anyone? I interpreted that like she felt the energy. Has that ever happened? Like you, you've been in a situation, and then like you've kind of come in proximity to, you know, something or some someone that was in that and, and felt the energy of that person. It's possible, yeah. but it's also like it's this scruffy looking guy that they're pulling away in handcuffs. Like, Oh, he must've done something wrong. So, and it's also entirely possible that like she has seen his ass before. Like (laughs) we don't know. I'm kind of with, you know, I didn't think about it when I was watching it, but I'm kind of with Martin and Lizzie about like highlighting that like cops can do shitty things. You know, like I think every piece of evidence in this, I think from a, from a moviegoer perspective, you go, Oh, look at the roast beef shot. Yeah. He must've did it. But in the real world, that was me, by the way. Yeah, I know. And, (laughs) but in the real world, you're right. Like he, Bush beer is a popular cheap beer. You know, uh, people can live, can live near crime scenes. Like, I mean, there's, I think it purposely, that's probably one of the better things that this film did was highlight that like you're right if a cop wants you to be the person it can be that person if if the stars align just right and that was like um a case here where um a girl was murdered and the the police were so focused on her um her boyfriend saying mm-hmm. oh her 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 well her kid's father had killed her her kid's father killed her mm-hmm. her kid's father killed her 
her neighbor had killed her. She was missing and like her neighbor killed her. Like he watched a lot of forensics. He poured lye on her and like stuffed her in a closet in his house and his mom found her body. <laughs> like, but they oh, were wow. just, they, they liked the, they liked the baby father. Right. Yeah. And, and there's stuff <laughs> I haven't, I'm not familiar with that case, but I'm sure there's some things that didn't look so good for him. And I think that's what this, I think that's one of the things that this movie did a good job at actually is that trying to show you that like he could have done it, but maybe he didn't. Well, and, so you say, yeah. you, you say this is one of the things the movie did well. To me, this is the thing. This is the thing that made this movie to me. It, it's, yeah. you know, is this conversation right here. You know, we, we're usually very clear and cut, uh, you know, about who our, who our villain is. And in this one, it's clearly we're not, you know, me saying some of these pieces of evidence out loud, I sound dumb as fuck, man. Like, you know, okay. So how about the, how about the knife with the missing tip that he found in his house when he was, was there a tip of a knife in this person? Well, no. (laughs) I've broken the tip off of a knife before. Yeah. You would think like, you know, he also has all these like newspaper clippings of the crimes. Right. If, if this, if this is, if this is really the guy, right and he's that obsessed with it, you would think there'd be more, right? More, like, trophies, mementos, all these things. But I don't know, this just strikes me as, like, oh, some weird guy. I like, I like, I'm into some weird stuff. Like, you know, I, kn- I know that it's weird, so I keep it in this nice little box under the floor. So when I have people over, they don't know that I'm a weird guy. Right. Yeah. And, and I think I, I, I stopped cool. trying to figure it out because I felt like this movie is, this movie's trying so hard to be to get this close to the line that I was like, you know what? We're it's, it's just one of those movies. You're never going to know. We're, we're never going to know if he did it or not. And it, it took the time to make sure every piece of evidence could technically go either way. Right. I'm going to, um, I'm still you know. here with like, no, he didn't do it. So mm. remember like they were like, Oh, you let this guy in, you know him. Maybe he's not cute enough, but maybe you're going to entertain him. The guy who gets out of the car in the beginning with the gloves is probably who she's letting in the house. He's clean enough to come in the house. You're not letting Sparma in your freaking house. You're not like, you're not hanging out with him. <laughs> well, but I mean, the, yeah, the, I mean, he's a technician. Fridge is broken. I mean, he's very charismatic. Clearly, we saw Rami get in the car with the guy. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure maybe Rami's he not had... getting in the car with him because he thinks he's cute. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but he's <laughs> but he was charismatic, though. You know what I'm saying? He but Rami clearly felt like he was he was the killer. Right. So, you know, you're not getting in the car with the killer just because like, oh, yeah, I'll take you to the body. You, you no, know, he he there was charisma. There was a sense of like, you know, he did. Charisma a very, means you're charming. Yeah. That motherfucker was charming, man. He was very like smooth oh, and charming. Who? I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm speaking as a head of a man. Know, I, don't, man. I don't mean like that. Like as a woman, I'm not I'm like, who who finds this person? I don't know a person who walks past. Albert Sparma and is like, give him a chance. No, no, but I mean, if he comes th- to work on my house, hold on. Let, let, let me let me look. No, I'm probably because because he's I'm, confident. Definitely, be, like he, especially in that interrogation scene, it's like anybody else would have probably cracked under the pressure, but he kind of kept his poker face on the entire time. Yeah, and to me, that's charisma. All right, so charismatic, right? Exercising a compelling charm which inspires devotion in others. Okay. Relating to the charismatic movement. I thought you can't use the word in the definition of the word. Relating to Charismatic the, is the, as the, the religious sect. 
Okay, uh, related to the charismatic movement in the Christian church. Okay, all right. So maybe maybe charisma is not the right word. All right, all right, all right. But he, yeah, maybe that's what I'm trying to say is that he, he had was, a sense he, of composure he, about him. He, that could, was, he had like a sense of like influence maybe, but I don't know that he was charming. Yeah, well... Maybe you know persuasive. Maybe he's persuasive. He's, he's manipulative. Go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, persuasive. also too, the movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't really tell you the circumstances upon how he was inside the house either, right? He could. I mean, could it, was he in the house because he was doing repairs, and then he, the the killer, the killer doing repairs, and then, um, decided Came to back, murder. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it doesn't tell you how he got in the house he could have forced his way in you know what i mean like he could have forced his way in he could have lied he could have could have just been like hey i forgot my tool can, can exactly so they they, they they don't tell you that he was he was romantically charming and managed to you know swing swing this chick's interest off a of refrigeration repair okay. it's, so. it's implied through the dialogue but you're right yeah. all right so how about how about when he leads uh Denzel, you know, Denzel follows him, and then the whole mile marker thing on the interstate, that being right, you know, kind of right by where they found one of the bodies, and that wasn't put out there in the news. Uh, and and oh, but he did have a police scanner. Yeah, police scanner, Fuck. right, right. And Fuck, he was a, he was obsessed. Good, he was obsessed. Like he was he was following them around. Like so, there was a moment that happened in that in in that in that scene, and my wife, shout out to my wife because she caught this. She's really good at catching these little things, no pun intended. So you remember when you know they played the little cat and mouse on you know side of the interstate? He kept swapping on the side of the interstate, and then uh, and then Sparma finally pulls up to him, and he's like, "How's the trunk space?" Right, and he does the point, and then he does a gesture to his chest before he leaves. Did did you guys catch that? I did, mm-hmm. and I, I I it definitely stood out. And I, I don't know why, but so Sparma Sparma like hit his chest and then he drove off. And then later on, they talked about how Denzel's character had like a triple bypass. So it was kind of like a little like wink and nod to like, yeah, motherfucker, how's your heart? Before he drove, like off. I know you, yeah. yeah, like I know you, right, right. And it, it was a very very small, subtle thing. Um, but I guess that that that, that does go along with. You know, he was embedded in the cases because he knew a little bit about Rami's character. When he started talking about his wife, when he was like, yeah, your beautiful wife and your kids. I was like, dog, if we're about to do a seven ending right now, like if we're about to end this shit like seven and there's a fucking head in the box, I'm done with this movie, bro. Um, yeah. You, yeah. You you can't put a head in the in any box in a movie going forward. Yeah, like, you, you like, can't do the head. You did can't. Ever, what's in the box? Did I ever tell you where I think that came from, where that line came from? What's in the box? Yes, what's in the box? Lizzie, you'll be proud of me. That was inspired by Dune. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it was inspired by Dune. And I started <laughs> thinking about it. Look at I was like, face. <laughs> I was like, yo, it makes sense. David Lynch, David Fincher. I'm pretty sure that David <laughs> uh, Fincher this is, is highly <laughs> inspired by David Lynch. No, yeah, I put it together. some logical leaps I can't get behind. You're talking to the same guy who thinks uh, Albert Sparma did it, man. You just got (laughs) to roll with me here. I'm telling you, what's in the box? Seven, direct line, quoted by uh, Kyle McLaughlin in in Dune. 
before he put his hand in that wild ass box. And I, I stand on it. And if I ever meet Fincher, I'm going to ask him about it. I guarantee he was inspired by that. But he didn't really write the movie. So I guess that's kind of dumb. He'll probably be like, that. well, if you want. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Why not? Why not? What if yeah. he's like, what if he's like, nah, Brad ad lib that? Like, he's like, oh my yeah. God, my life. I'll be like, this fucking, that guy's <laughs> good. Man, this fucking guy, Brad, is good. Yeah. Um, so clearly, piggy- I don't. Go ahead. Oh, so to piggyback on that, I, if, if, if he was innocent, mm-hmm. I interpreted it as Jared Leto was committed to fucking with him. So, of course, a guy who, who makes his living being a detective in the, in the public eye and does press conferences is most likely, most likely able to discover information about. So I, I just interpreted that as if he was the killer, it, it's on some sadistic shit. But if he wasn't the killer, he, it was just adding to his um pot of tools for you know i just want to fuck with you so because he was clearly fucking with him right so martin where 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 do you stand with this i don't think i I heard your perspective about whether i mean i think i I don't think he's like the a serial killer because i think the person that in the beginning in the beginning of the movie i think that's a completely different killer than him right um also i i think the cops would say doesn't matter like whether you killed him or not, it's kind of a Schrodinger's cat where it's like he both did and didn't do it and we'll never really know. So I was kind of tired of the movie by that point. So I just kind of didn't what if care. He, what if he was pulling a, like a Kaiser Soze and like, you know, just, you know, he walked differently in different times, you know, when he's a killer, he got, he got the straight walk, but yeah, honestly, but, yeah. he live in the act. Yeah. 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 Live in the bid. Shout out to the prestige. If you freeze it like in the beginning, you could see that's like not Jared Leto at all. So, right, <laughs> right. Well, did you just do that, Martin, while we were talking? You just, fra- you just frame by framed it, just to, just to see. <laughs> no, it's it's clearly like it's a whole different body build too. So, um, all right. So, so I'm the only gullible <laughs> guy. That, I get it. All right. So, is all right. The possibility is it two separate killers right like the 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 cases from before when denzel was you know in the 80s that was one killer and maybe leto is a copycat i think that's too deep i think that's too deep i don't think he's a a copycat necessarily i think maybe there's like maybe there's more than one killer maybe he's trying to make it what he wants to make it but i think that's the whole point is like he's trying to make it something right 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 so, so and the stuff uh, that they were like connecting, like I was like mm, to make it the same guy. I was like, mm, yeah, okay. I'm damn dude. I'm clearly like, yeah, it, yeah. It's weird because it's like this is LAPD in the '90s. Like crashes happening. Like if there's enough cir- circumstantial evidence, they got no problem just locking you up. Like we were saying before, so. Why would he go through all this trouble of like trying to match up this evidence to keep himself in the case so he could keep like trolling this trolling these police officers if he knows they got no problem being like okay this this fits enough and we'll just lock you up we'll kill you like well but who was finding all the evidence was Denzel and he was on his he was on his uh for hire type shit right he was on his which makes this a a terrible movie because Rami Malek didn't find anything and he's supposed to be (laughs) like the best cop in the uh, station that's what I'm saying he wasn't a good I didn't get good cop vibes from this guy I got like you know fucking Danielson you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) like I got Danielson vibes from this guy man um 
shit, man. No, I feel like a I feel like a true fucking asshole. Cause I came in here like like Corey texted me, and I'm like, yeah, no, he absolutely. I'm talking. I'm speaking in absolutes here in this text message, and now I get here with you guys, and I'm speaking this out loud, and I sound I sound fucking dumb. I feel like Darden, Greg Darden, man. Is that the guy's name? The uh, uh, in the OJ case, Chris. Yeah, Chris. That's who I feel like right now, man. Um, I, I just for sure knew and, I had this case like slam dunk. And then the, he he hit him with the ultimate fuck you. He had him digging holes in the desert. Like you got this a grown, did it. you got a grown police officer to go in the desert and dig holes. Yeah, fuck was, off, man. That, <laughs> yeah, no, he he that was that was off the chain. Am I the only one that thought that like a, a, a shovel to the face wouldn't kill you? It could. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess you. It depends on how you hit him, right? You know, any blunt trauma to the head. You know, back of your head, yeah. Yeah, right. can, it was more like it was like the side, and it was like flat. But if you, Jared Leto didn't look like he's in great shape anyway, so you know. And <sighs> shovels are large metal objects. You, yo, there was a case. I'm gonna tell you, uh, in Virginia Beach, I for, I remember it was at some bar down at the oceanfront. Um, some guy got hit with a with a liquor bottle in a fight. And he died. Yeah. Yeah, and he died. It, it, trauma to the head. The head doesn't like it. You know, you don't, we don't, it doesn't like to get hit with things. So unless you're Homer Simpson, you got the extra <laughs> layer of fluid in between. Yeah. You, you hit someone in the head in hard the enough with an object, you, you can kill them very, you know. All right. So. I stand corrected. I guess a shovel could do the job. All but right. even, even that was a little, I felt done purposefully. Like I, cause I'm, I'm not going to say I wasn't a disbeliever, but when he hit him, I was like, oh, he's not dead. Yeah. And then I was I like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, he's like, dead. Like, like and maybe that felt very intentional, too. Right. Like, maybe we're supposed to have that same hesitance uh, of whether or not he should or shouldn't have died from that. Um, right. You know. So, all right. So, so he kills the guy. Denzel pretty much helps him cover it up, cover up the entire killing, sort of the same way. You know what happened with him when he accidentally shot. He accidentally shot one of the victims, right? Is that what happened? Yes. Denzel he yes. Shot, shot one of the victims. Um, and his partner helped him cover it up. And the the shout out to uh, how do you pronounce? Is it is it uh, is it Michael Hyatt? Michelle Hyatt? How do you pronounce her name? The 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 mother from Snowfall, and also she played uh, D'Angelo. I mean uh, Avon Barksdale's sister in yeah. The Wire. I, I think I, her yeah. name is like. Michael Hyatt. It's it, it's spelled Michael, but I want to say Michelle. But uh, is it M I C H E L? A E L. A E L. Michael. Yeah. yeah but but you so know. you know, shout out to her for you know she helped him kind of like cover it up in the in you know the corners room and everything but, like that. But. but what's interesting to me though is uh, I'm not There's justifying a on her keys though. Yo yo, stupid. first off, yeah. So interesting enough, I, I and I don't judge me, but honestly. I felt like in Denzel's situation, he probably could have admitted that like, yo, it was dark. I couldn't see. I made a mistake. Right. And, right. Like Rami's character. No, you clearly broke several laws. <laughs> you you clearly went against police protocol. Right. And so th- I, I didn't like that. I, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be a sympathizer. I, there's always two sides to when cops do killings like that. There, there's always that. But in Denzel's case, I was like, man, man, it was dark and you're rustling. And I don't know. I, I didn't feel the same way. And I, I, I don't. I, I, was, I think it goes back to your earlier point, though. Mm-hmm. Why was his mm-hmm. gun out? Yeah. Whose yeah, gun? His, Denzel's? Denzel's mm-hmm. gun, yeah. 
Yeah, the, you know, it's like... You creeping yeah. around dead bodies, why is it gonna... Yeah, yeah. there's no reason so. for it. Alright, so clearly, uh, maybe the name of this podcast should be All the Things, All the Little Things Made This Movie Dumb. <laughs> all, <laughs> all the, you know, to you guys, because, uh, again, clearly I was the only one that was, uh, for two hours and 15 minutes or however over long this movie was, uh, I could have went another 45 minutes, but that's just me. All right, yeah, and uh, and the proof is in Lizzie's head shake of the hell no head shake. <laughs> um, anything else to, left to discuss about this thing, guys? About this film, or are you was guys the, pretty much done with it? Was the font on the poster the same as a simple plan? Yeah, it was actually. It, it or it looks yeah. real similar. It's a nice little okay. sans serif, you know, Times New yeah. Roman. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I I just peeped that. And I, I need to pull up the simple plans. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, man, this movie, this movie, this movie, what I will say is it seemed like this movie had a lot of little mashups from other thrillers, like had a lot of elements from other thriller movies, which leads me, you know, I I like to think that those kind of things weren't a mistake. You know, those were done intentionally sort of either as homage to the genre or, you know, things to make you to throw the scent off. Right. Like I said, the vanishing when he got in, I thought there was going to be a similar uh, there was going to be a similar demise that was met from um, Jim Baxter's character. Um, you know, when when he mentioned his wife and kid when he was digging the hole in the middle of the desert, I kind of thought we were going in the seven direction. So, I, you know, I, I would imagine that these little nuances were done intentionally to throw the scent off and to make the film a little bit more like, a, you know, a, a, it's like homage and, you know, I don't know, man. I'm trying, I'm, I'm drawing straws <laughs> here, man. I'm really trying to connect the dots okay, and make this movie man. deeper we're, than we're trying to let you too yeah i appreciate y'all for letting me be great and uh and, and listeners too because i'm pretty sure y'all have side-eyed at me throughout this entire <laughs> episode uh saying treasy you're a fucking idiot uh while you're driving on i-64 or whichever interstate um so i i guess we'll leave it here man steven man i hope your first uh uh sit in with the kind of movie critics podcast wasn't a disappointment no this uh, was a great time i had a ton of fun yeah, I do well. have one question for you. How do you feel about Wonder Woman 1984? Oh, it's bad. It's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad movie. <laughs> well, get your co-host, man. Get your co-host, man. Your co-host is wild. No, he's, he is. He is. He wants to like it. Yeah. If you haven't no. listened to our "It's a Wrap Up" oh, with no. skills, please go listen to that episode. He sung. Yeah. He sung its praises. Oh yeah, my he... god, that movie has so many logical holes in it, and just doesn't make any sense. Like I like that Pedro Pascal's having a good time, but that's like the only good thing about that movie. Yeah. Well, oh no, there's something better about that movie that's yeah. uh, nice yeah. to look at. Corey loves Gal Gadot. She's good. She's yeah. not. She just. She's kind of blah in that movie. I don't know. She feels lost. No. Thank no. you. Well, I'm starting to see a here. interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see a pattern here with Warner Brothers, man. They, 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 they you know, they're dropping these movies that, you know. I sure hope know. not, because they got a good slate this year. Like, I want, I want Matrix Four to be good. I want Dune to be good. Right. You know, I, I, I'm with you on the Matrix, man. I, I've been preaching for years that I wasn't done with the Matrix. I've been wanting, and I'm not even a big Matrix fanboy. I just felt like I wasn't done with it, right. and I. And if it sucks, I, I'm I'm a flip a table. Are um, the, the Wachowskis back for part four? One yeah. Lana is back. Um, the other one is not. Yeah. A lot, lot has changed. A lot has changed since the third one. A lot. Yeah. Well, a lot. Yeah, a lot has changed. But like they, they're they're capable of making like bad movies. Like, I don't think the sequels are particularly good. But like I I really like Yaya Abdul Mateen. Like I let's get Keanu back. I've liked Keanu in like basically everything he's done post Matrix Revolution. So 
Like okay. I'm excited. I don't want that movie to suck. It's gonna break my heart if it does. Yeah. So Bill and Ted, you like that, huh? I have Ooh, not. Okay, I, I have not caught it. Bill and Ted. <laughs> all right. All right uh, but I, but I like I like those first two. You like replicas too? <laughs> Ooh, replicas was bad. Replicas was really bad. You spoke in absolute, Yo. Stephen. We had to test it. We had to test the stress there. <laughs> replicas was so bad. Yeah. That was a bad, bad film. Yeah. I never saw it, but I'm gonna take y'all's word. I'm gonna take Corey's. Uh, oohs and o's for it now what what will really seal the deal is if martin actually liked it because i'm starting to find out that like anything that martin likes i hate and vice versa i don't even remember replicas at all is replicas got is bruce willis in that movie too no no that's replica i think that's called replicants surrogates i think that's called surrogates Surrogates. Surrogates. okay rosamund pike and yeah uh bruce willis is jude law in replicas i don't remember no No. replicas keanu reeves with replicas it is a, it is a straight to DVD, like hour and twenty minute. Oh, straight dumb... to streaming, huh? Yeah, no, it, it was. Yeah, it was straight to streaming. I definitely streamed DVD. it before it was in the theater. <laughs> um, it was bad. It it starred. I forgot. She, this is blonde. Alice blonde is, actress. Is, yeah, there's there's nobody of any yeah. note on here other than Keanu Reeves. He got yeah. a green lid, huh? He came and Yo, said, fuck it, I'll get it greenlit. It's not good. It's one of those, you know, the last couple of years, Keanu does like a really good theater release. And then in between, he sprinkles these just weird, just random films that feel like a paycheck. Yeah, like um, Knock Knock, you know? Yeah. That was cool. Like, knock Knock is like an interesting movie. Um, I don't think it's good, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, there's nothing interesting about it. I just thought after that <laughs> Matrix money, man. Other than how he got good, financed. But- he gives a lot of his money away, I think, though. He does. Yeah. yeah. yeah Keanu's like, cool. if you read a lot of it, like, he's a very cool guy. Like, maybe one of, like, the few, like, actual cool guys in Hollywood. In Hollywood, yeah. A philanthropist. I liked him and Always Be My Maybe. Never saw it. Never saw it's it. Asian Sounds... representation film with um, Ali Wong and Randall Park. It's very nice. good. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. All the, all the, so you know how black people be like, it's like Boomerang, but it's Asians. It's good. Like everybody's Asian, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like so, white white like, people. Who cares? We're all no, Asian. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> and then and then they bring in Keanu, and it's like, wait a minute, yes, are you Asian too? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's good. That's what's up, man. Well, uh, I guess this is where we'll leave it. This uh, the little things, Denzel, Leto, and uh, Malik. Um. I'd like to, I, 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 gen, I know we say this a lot, Leezy, but I genuinely want to hear what the fans got to say about this, man. Like, I can't be the only person that thinks that fucking Albert Sparma did this. So, uh, uh, pick up your phones, man. Uh, you know, jump on our Instagram, our Facebook at Kinda Movie Critics, uh, or on Twitter at Kinda Movie Crits, C R I T S, man. And please, pretty please, somebody i'm begging just one maybe two of our listeners to come out here and save and cover my ass because i feel like it's it's highly exposed right now amongst uh mixed company uh and steven before we go man tell them where they can find the act three podcast you may check us out act three podcast.com we got new episodes every monday um we're out there on all your subscription services apple Podcasts, spotify um go ahead and check us out Listen to that, man. He's got that pitch right on deck. Hey, Chandler, man, once you watch this joint, man, I I, I really got to hear what you got to say about this, man. And I, I pray to God you're on my side. Probably says he, he loved it and it made him cry. 
That's that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's on that's on that's on brand for Chandler. I was that's so moved. I was, I was so moved. moved. <laughs> that man. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Stephen, and listeners. Thanks for joining us as well for all the little things. Denzel, if you're listening, man, come join the show. Plead your case. Come fuck with us with your next film. Whatever you got to do, man. I'm all into it. And remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people who like to watch movies. This has been an on-ear network production.